at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. They, they gave me a couple options, and uh, I, I thought no better way to, uh, you know, keep a statue in the state of Oklahoma than for it to be a stiff arm of your little brother. I mean, forever. It, they have to deal with that one. Oh, man, that's, a, that's one of those quotes that's going to hang around forever, even though Bedlam may be done, at least for the foreseeable future. If you hear Coach Stoops last hour, he thinks, well, maybe not. You never know. There's some other other schools that do some rivalries cross-conference, so uh, we'll see. But, yeah, that's one of those quotes and moments that's going to live on forever from Bedlam. Just the way that Baker Mayfield wanted it right there, right? Yeah. And, uh, Feels like uh, if Baker wanted that to be a thing, to land a line that would hang around forever, that he was probably going to be pretty successful doing so. Yeah, no, um, I do have an over-under for the next Bedlam football game that we can get to later, but but I played that to get to ESPN's ranking of the best 80 quarterbacks in college football of the 2000s. So not from 2000 to 2009, 2000 to current. Mm-hmm. And let's start with the OU guys. There were six. Six of the top 80 were OU guys. Landry yeah. Jones at number 43. Jason White at number 36. Jalen Hurts at 27. Sam Bradford at 15. Kyler at 17. And sitting at number one, Baker Mayfield. Sitting as the number one quarterback of the 2000s. Really? In Texas On fans, ESPN? And Texas fans are pissed about it because Vince Young's number three. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Let me ask you a question. Do you think Baker would have been number one if he hadn't had the season he had this year? Um, I mean, I would hope so. I don't know why this year would – factor like this his year in the NFL would necessarily factor into him being the best college football quarterback of the 2000s so I'm gonna say yes he still would be number one hmm you may be right I tend to think that uh local or not local but uh recent news positive or negative has an influence over where guys would would fall wow. on the list. Like some guys, like not everyone, because a, a lot of the guys on the list, there is no current news, positive or negative. But Baker was one of the big trending topics at the end of the NFL season. Lamar so Jackson I, still ranked behind Deshaun Watson, and Lamar Jackson mm. had a hell of a year. Deshaun Watson, not so much. Well, did he though? I mean, well, until he, he played, yes, he did until he played the Chiefs. He had a really good year before that game. Where's Mahomes on the list? Mahomes is, ooh, college football quarterbacks. Did I even see Patrick Mahomes on this list? I'm outside the top 25, I don't see him. Outside the top 30, outside the top 35. He mm-hmm. is, there's Graham Harrell at 38. I do not see him inside the top 55. Uh, here he is at number 61. Just, See? just behind Mason Rudolph, just in front of Todd Reesing at Kansas. Perfect point. 
negative recent news. The dad bod picture has him sliding all the all those spots down in the top eighty quarterback. His brother somehow being less annoying this season <laughs> has moved him up a couple of spots. I think that's right. Uh, no, Baker at number one. Um, I I I gotta say I was a bit surprised. I mean, I think I told you last week. I think he's the best quarterback in OU history. I just know how polarizing he is. Some just don't love him at all. But the reasoning is this. Newton, Young, and Burrow had the best seasons, but Baker had the best career. That's how they're viewing it. Give me the top five. Baker at one. Scam Newton at number two. Mm -hmm. Vince Young at number three. Tebow at four. Joe Burrow at five. Man. Dude, I I love Baker, okay? And I, I don't really have a problem with him being number one. But? But I have to believe that this is a clickbait article by ESPN. Uh, it may be. Well, they got me on it. I can tell you that much. Because... Like all of these guys, Cam, championship, Vince Young, championship, Tebow, championship, Joe Burrow, championship. Right? I mean, that yes. has to factor in okay. some. But to play devil's advocate on that, like that, that, that is exactly what happened. Yes. Now, if Baker had Vince Young's defense, you think he wins a championship? Tim Tebow's at Florida's, Joe Burrow's at LSU. Hell, maybe even Cam Newton's at Auburn. They had Nick Fairley in the middle. That, that's what my pushback would be is that Baker had clearly the worst defense maybe every single year of any other quarterback in the top 10, maybe even top 15 or 20. Well, well, Kyler's on the list, so I guess that can't be true. But outside him. I mean, that's true. Maybe. We don't know, but he never even played in a national championship game. Yeah. I mean, Cam Newton. Uh, he didn't have he didn't have a very good team around him. Uh, he had a better. I mean, he he didn't have a great elite defense, but they're like again Nick Fairley in the middle. He was a really good defensive lineman that year, far better yeah. than any other defensive player that Baker had. No, that's I, I, and I get that, but like Texas fans and their beef with this, and Vin, like Vince Young was by far the best player in college football. And he beat, like... A legendary team, sure. A legendary, like, dynasty-type football team. Were they dynasty? I guess they missed it. They weren't long enough, but... Well, they had window... won back-to-back uh, titles, so, I I mean, maybe not dynasty, but they were working yeah. on one. They were went away were from one. On... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm just giving, like, the... All things being equal, if all five of those guys are all on the exact same team, who would have performed the best? I don't know. Now, I don't, maybe it is best. I don't think the the whole pro argument should necessarily be you know a reason to look at this and say one way or the other. But I will say this: I, who who had the better? I guess Cam won an MVP one year uh, when he was with the Panthers and made a Super Bowl. But yeah. Baker did have a better NFL career than Vince Young or Tim Tebow, not Joe Burrow, and still maybe not Cam Newton now. But I wish they would give more of a reason as to why they put Baker number one. Because in like the paragraph that they have, 
all they really do is tell the story and say the numbers. Like if, if you're going to put him at number one, like that's fine by me. I just just tell me why because the only thing they have is Cam Newton, Young, and Burrow had the best seasons. Baker Mayfield had the best career. So I, I guess that's what they're looking at here is, yes, Cam Newton mm-hmm. had a better individual season, a Heisman and a national trophy, but I guess none of those guys in their mind had a better career all-encompassing than Baker did. Right. Yeah. And, and that's true. That's true. He, uh, he did put together some really, really, really good seasons and an incredible highlight reel of – of plays and I, I would argue uh, even, even, even like some of the flashy plays from Cam and and Vince Young and the offense that Burrow had at LSU. I still think that by far Baker Mayfield is the most entertaining quarterback sure. that I've ever seen play, including all of these guys. I. You have you have like skill. You have like amazing throws. You have these incredible runs. You have all of that stuff, which all these guys bring. But then, like the showmanship, no one else is close. No, I do think a guy that is underrated on this list. I mean, he won a Heisman Trophy for crying out loud. Is Jason White all the way back at number thirty-six? Now, mm-hmm. was he the most mobile guy at the end of his career? Clearly not. But I also think that's a huge reason as to why he's so underrated. He had to change his game a bit in the middle of his career. Like, that's not easy to do for a college football quarterback. Like, he could throw early on in his career, but his athleticism was a big part of him playing quarterback in 2001. And it probably was going to be that in 2002 as well before he got in game two. To kind of have to restructure the way that you play and become solely a pocket quarterback to win a Heisman, back-to-back Heisman finalists, play in two consecutive national championship games? Should Jason White be number one? No. Should he be ranked in front of Colin Kaepernick at 35? Yeah. Should he be ranked in front of Rex Grossman? Yeah. Should he be ranked in front of Ben Roethlisberger and Russell Wilson and Bo Nix? Yes. I, I, think, I think Jay White's still underrated. Yeah. Being in the mid-30s. That's fair. That's fair. Um, you know, I guess there's probably plenty of arguments against a bunch of guys. Um, and how it, this is like outside of like ranking the top ten guys, which is already difficult because it's different eras and everyone was on a different level of teams. Some guys were on great teams, other teams not so great. It's really difficult to do. Like. How do you differentiate outside of, like, the top 20? Like, it just kind of no turns idea. into a big yeah. mess. The difference between Mason Rudolph and Todd Reesing, uh, Kenny Pickett at Pitt, Matt Barkley at USC. I think the argument's got to be mostly inside the top 10. That's, that's where it should be. Let Man. me ask you a question. Okay, yeah. Final drive, no timeouts, touchdown to win it. Who do you pick on the list? Any of the 80 quarterbacks, who do you pick to, to have your final drive? Can I pick someone off the list? I'll take Dylan Gabriel because he actually did it. <laughs> no. Um, anyone on the list, no timeouts left, a drive to, to win a touchdown or, or need a yep. touchdown to win? Oh, gosh. Um, 
I think I might go Kyler because of the running ability. Yeah. You know? That's not a bad choice. I, I'd love to take Baker here, and I, I've got confidence that Baker can go down and score. But I do think there's something to the way the defense has to play you. Like, clearly you want to throw the ball. Maybe that opens up some running lanes. We kind of saw the comeback start against Texas that year with that long touchdown run. I, I might I might go with him. I might go with K1. Yeah. That's not a bad pick, actually. And where was he on the list? Twenty five. No, no, no. no. He was at 15. number. He was at number seven. Oh, number seven on the list, right in front of Lamar Jackson. So I'll I'll read the entire top ten off to you, okay? Okay. RG three at uh, number ten, Marcus Mariota at nine, Lamar Jackson at eight, Kyler at seven, Deshaun Watson at six, Burrow at five, Tebow at four, uh, Vince Young at three, Cam Newton at two, and uh, Bake at number one. I think all those guys want a Heisman except Vince Young and Deshaun Watson. Man. I'm trying to think. Does does RG3 is is he should he be on that top ten list? He won a Heisman trophy at Baylor, like when Baylor was just still being really bad uh, a couple mm-hmm. of years before that. Like yeah, I, I, I think so. I know okay. the NFL career after that rookie season didn't go as planned, but I don't know, man. To have that season at, at Baylor the way that he did, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Though, okay. Brandon Whedon had a heck of a case in that year in 2011, and he wasn't even close to being a finalist that year. Yeah. Was he on the, where was he on the list? He was – I'll have to scroll up and, and find him again. I think he was – I know Mason Rudolph made the list. Um, maybe he didn't even make the list at at all. Um, oh, there's no way. I'm scrolling down, and yeah, dude, I don't I don't see him at all in the top eighty. Interesting. Wow. All right, all right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at the lofts at Valencia today. Don't forget to hit us on the text line six five one three four three nine Knippelmeyer text line. We will be back. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. At 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. Looking for a trusted, locally owned and operated roofing company in Oklahoma? Black Thunder Roofing is a top-rated Home Advisor Elite Service Award winner and recipient of multiple Angie Superior Service Awards. They can do it all. Black Thunder also does free inspections and estimates. Locally operated in Norman and Edmond, Black Thunder Roofing serves OKC's metro area south of Purcell, Noble, Blanchard, as well as Yukon, Mustang, Bethany, and Piedmont. Visit blackthunderroofing.com or call 405-473-8028 for your free estimate today. The Ref is the home of Sooner fans and the home of Sooner Diamond Sports this spring. From Patty Squad in search of another natty. Lifted deep to left field. It's premier full-service commercial and residential real estate brokerage and leasing and management firm. With our team of real estate agents, specialized property managers, and in-house maintenance team, Ari is here for you in every capacity. Whether you're a seller, a buyer, an investor, or a renter, we can help. Please explore our website at ariagroupok.com. Aria Real Estate Group, the gold standard of real estate. It is the Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, ESPN 
Ranked the top college football quarterbacks of the 2000s, and in case you missed it, Landry was at number 43 overall, Jay White at 36, Jalen Hurts at 27, Sam Bradford at 15, Kyler at number 7, and Baker at number 1. Before we move to the text line, any of those six still underrated to you? Landry at 43, Jay White 36, Hurts at 27, or Bradford at 15? Um... I, I would say I'd probably agree that Jay White is a little underrated on that list, um, but I think everyone else is is about right. Probably, I like where Sam's rated. I mean, that yeah, holds up good. pretty well. Over, I mean, his last season was '09, and you know, you're talking about what 14 years that that's held up. That's pretty good. Yeah, if Sam plays the 9 season and they has a really good year, Heisman finalist, maybe he's a little bit higher, but I think 15's probably fair for, for Sam Bradford. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a take for you from the Waffler. Sorry, Tim Tebow should be number one. Pains me to say it. They're going off career stats. They're going off the whole career. That's why they put Baker number one. Tebow had two national championships. I mean, he was the backup quarterback for one, but he played a big role in that first one. And he won a Heisman Trophy, and I think he was a Heisman finalist in 08 as well. He yeah. had a great career. He's got a great claim to it. He really does. Um, you know, he was he was polarizing for whatever reason. Probably should be the least polarizing player in history, but was polarizing. Um I don't know how the statistics match up because he was a little bit different player than everyone else on this on this list. Um, I'll read them off to you. Nine thousand. Okay. Oh, so he was there from 06 to 09. 9,285 passing yards, sixty six percent completion rate, eighty eight touchdowns to sixteen interceptions, and he Dang. had two thousand nine hundred and forty seven rushing yards, fifty seven rushing touchdowns in his career. Jeez. Wow. That 88 touchdowns to 16 interceptions is really good. Yeah, so Baker, in comparison, had 131 touchdowns and 30 interceptions in his career and 21 rushing touchdowns. Dang, that's a lot. Yeah. I don't know. It It's – that's the thing. It's it's so hard because it's different eras and different style. You have a wide range of style of quarterback and offense throughout that that twenty five years. Um, so it's kind of hard to to look at all the statistics because they just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger for a bunch of different reasons. Um, I think the players are are probably getting a little bit better i think they're training from such an earlier age i think they're more refined by the time they get to college Um, the offenses absolutely make use of all of the loopholes in the in the rule book and you get a bunch of free yards on stuff i say it's free you still have to uh, make the read and complete the pass so it's not free but it's you know, you have access to a different play than anyone else really had over the last 10 years. That's why you've seen all the statistics just explode. But uh, Tebow's got a great claim to it. I mean, to me, the hardware should matter. 
Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, if we're going by career, single season, whatever, the, yeah, sure, the hardware should matter. And um, the case against Vince Young on the text line, Sean sent this in. Here's another texture from the 405. OU shut Vince Young out in 2004. OU shut Vince Young out in 04. Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. never got shut out in his career. Now, the year that Vince got shut out, they did go on to beat Michigan in the Rose Bowl. And, of course, they beat USC the next year in the, in the national championship. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean regardless, like, however you want to measure this, and clearly we're doing it by career numbers and career achievements, if we wanted to do it by a single game, it'd be hard to beat Vince Young's single game against USC in the national championship. I don't like him either, guys, but Vince was unbelievable in that national championship win they had. Yep, he was. You know, it's interesting. Baker was a transfer. Cam, he qual- does he qualify as a transfer? Yeah, he was a JUCO transfer. I mean, I, I, well, he started yeah. at Florida, so yeah, he does. Vince was not. Tebow was not. Joe Burrow was. Deshaun Watson was not. Kyler was. Lamar Jackson was not. Mariota was not. RG3 was not. Um, so I, I think that list is, I think that's going to look totally different as the years roll on where almost everyone's going to be a transfer, right? Oh yeah. I mean, it's, well, I mean, we say that the, the rules may change here at some point. I mean, the rules might change, but it's not going to go back to the way that was 20 years ago. Like there's still going to be like, the transfer portal is still going to be around in, in some capacity. It always will be. And I think who's most active in the transfer portal is quarterbacks. I mean, wouldn't you say? I, I don't know by overall numbers, but it feels like you know, names that you know, headline players, you know, big-time players, it's mostly quarterbacks that are seemingly going in the portal these days. And I don't, Absolutely. I, I don't see that changing really any time soon. So I do think you're going to see more and more in the top 15, top 20 list of transfer quarterbacks as we go along here. Caleb Williams, I mean, by the way, was at number 23 on this list, just in front of Phillip Rivers and just behind Tua. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I'm just looking at uh, the the SEC list, and I don't know. We'll see how many guys end up being transfers, but I, I know that at least over the last couple of years, almost all of these schools have had either quarterbacks that transferred to them or transferred away. So, yeah, it's – and I don't know what they would do. I mean, I, I have to imagine that if and when they get to this new division of top-tier college football, I think it's probably – I think they're all probably going to agree – as soon as – they make the athletes employees of the universities, which I think is coming. All, all of a sudden, everything changes. And I think whenever that's the case, I, I think that the, the transfer stuff is, is going to be – it's not going to be totally eliminated, but I think it's going to come with some type of big penalty. Who's the best non-OU quarterback on this list that you've seen up close? So – we I, we both saw Vince up close. Uh, we saw both saw Burrow up close. 
You saw Deshaun Watson. I really feel like the, the discussion, I can read off a bunch of names. To me, though, it's between Burrow and Vince. And I might go with Joe Burrow. He was pretty damn good when I saw him up close on the points they yeah. scored that night. I, I would say I would say Joe Burrow, but I, I saw Vince up close. I played against him, but I didn't get to see him up close or play against him in 05 whenever he was prime Vince Young. Honorable mention, and I don't know so much honorable mention. Maybe he just needs to be in this discussion. Johnny Manziel sitting at number 13. He's yeah. pretty good that 2012 season. My God. I saw him up close, and when I walked off that field after watching him, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like he, he like, kind of opened the door. Like, was a, just a totally different animal than anything that we had seen up to that point. I, we had seen like, – I would call Vince Young like a running quarterback. You know, I mean, that was, he could throw it, and I'm sure his passing stats are fine, but, like, he really hurt people running the football. Yep. Um, I mean, we'd seen passers like a, like a Sam Bradford, but I, a guy that was able to really do everything at that level, I don't think we had necessarily seen it up, up, up till that point. I mean, we, we have, but, like, and with the freedom totally to, and the freedom to play that way too. Yes, you know, that's I, a good I, think, point. I think that's a big factor as well. Is it wasn't necessarily, hey, pal, let's play inside the system here. No, the the A and M system was let's snap it to Johnny. We don't really know what's going to happen. He might run it. He might scramble around in the pocket for ten seconds and throw it to Mike Evans down the field. But that was the system, and it worked out quite nicely in 2012 and 2013 for those guys. You know, it's funny. Like when you think about it. Caleb Williams plays more like Johnny Menzel than he yeah. does anyone else. I, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, especially when he was at OU, that was the case. And I, even at USC, that was the case, yeah. too. That's, he's just kind of waiting, scrambling around, buying time, and ripping it down the field. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I might say that he's underrated at 13. Yeah, seriously. Guy from Parts Unknown says, Baker isn't 35 spots better than White. White played for two national championships and won a Heisman. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Jay White. Like I said earlier, I think we both agree that he is uh, undervalued here at uh, at number thirty five. How do you think his career ends up, J- Jason White's, if he never gets injured and he's healthy throughout, and he has the running ability that he had in two thousand and one? How 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 different does it look for for him, if at all? Well, yeah, it looks different. He probably wins. He definitely wins two national championships, maybe more. Still has his running ability, like no ACL at all. Yeah, it's 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 a totally different looking animal. Now I don't know what that means as far as translation to the NFL or or anything, but yeah, that's dude was an incredible athlete, big, just inc- like super fast, quick, and. I guess the only thing I would ask is, did the two knee injuries really make it to where, like, the accuracy and the arm strength was always going to be there? Like, again, back to the incredible athlete. He was always going to be able to throw the deep ball well, most likely. But did the two injuries make it to where the accuracy was a lot better than it would be without the, the, without the injuries before? I, I, I don't no. know. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't think so. I mean, the point there is... You're saying like he had to transition his game, sure, to 
to being a, a, a pocket passer, an accurate passer, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think like, maybe he was, maybe you could dock him some points for being not as refined as a passer, but the arm ability, the deep ball, all of that stuff's still there, and you get the gamer baller that can do whatever he wants with the football in his hands. All right, that's like what you get out of that far exceeds what you might lose in the passing game. I'm, yeah, I'm fine with that. that, 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 that all that was going to come later in his career, or as, as early as 2002, most likely. Yeah, He was going to have some big time, and, and he still did, but uh, he stays healthy all the way through. He was going to have some big time experience going in that 2002 season. And that's yep. a team that, I mean, you said he wins a couple of national championships. Well, pick your years. Could have happened in 02, could have happened in 03, could have happened in 04. Yeah. Which I guess he's not there in 04 without the uh, the injuries, but whatever. He still would have won one, maybe even two. Yeah, that's true. All right, uh, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Hit some things that caught my eye next. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. At 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. Looking for a trusted, locally owned and operated roofing company in Oklahoma? Black Thunder Roofing is a top-rated Home Advisor Elite Service Award winner and recipient of multiple Angie Superior Service Awards. They can do it all. Black Thunder also does free inspections and estimates. Locally operated in Norman and Edmond, Black Thunder Roofing serves OKC's metro area south of Purcell, Noble, Blanchard, as well as Yukon, Mustang, Bethany, and Piedmont. Visit blackthunderroofing.com or call 405. Law communication is a priority. 405-800-8080. That's the number to Yala Gosney Law. 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is... Um, scientists have discovered a new species of snake in the Amazon rainforest, Tyler. Uh, the size of these magnific- magnificent creatures is incredible. They encountered a, a snake that measured over 20 feet long, and they also found one that was 26 feet, 440 pounds. Wow. That's the second time in two years that we found a new species of snakes. Um, The other one had a bald spot and wears a USC visor. So interesting, (laughs) fascinating that we keep finding new species of snakes. Nicely done. Nicely done. Thank you, thank you. Okay, a couple of things in the National Football League. The competition committee is set to meet. And a group of coaches are going to pitch some kickoff rule change options. Uh, one of them is the XFL model kickoff that we've seen where um, they line up on the 35-yard line in the 30, just five yards apart. And it's uh, the ball goes down and you have to – it basically has to be returned. And um, – Coach John Fossil has said that everybody wants something different. They don't want a ceremonial play. They want it to be a real play, and uh, they want it to be safe for the players, and they feel like this is something that everyone can enjoy. And I agree. I would like to see the NFL go to something where it's not just a touchback and off to commercial we go. I'd like to see a little bit of action and an opportunity to to make a game-changing play. Yeah, Yeah, as would I, because think about it this way. We've watched eras of the NFL where it's, oh, I'm watching a Bears game. Like, 
Devin Hester might have a chance here. Got to watch yep. out. Josh Cribbs with the Browns. Watch out if they kick it to him or not. Dante Hall with the Chiefs. I think Dion um, as well. Like the point is, who is the feared returner of this era of the NFL? I feel like I watch a decent amount of NFL. I don't even know who that is these these days. Is there yeah. one? That's because of the that's, kickoff rules. That's a good point. I don't even know. I, that's that's right. I don't even know. Um, now here's another rule change that they're talking about. The committee is still working through a rule change regarding the hip drop tackle. Do you know what this is? Uh, I'm sure if I saw it, I would. But it's what's the basically whenever a tackler grabs a runner like around the waist and then like kind of drops their body weight as the players running past them in order to drag them to the ground. And a lot of times, unfortunately, I say a lot of times, uh, every now and then their body lays across the, the legs of the runner and can cause like an ankle injury. So, what they say on this is, quote, it's got to be defined the right way, but I think it can be. I think it's a play that certainly uh, not anyone condones, and it's a play that needs to come out. The question is, how do we do that? I think it's going to be all of the above. Uh, there's probably going to be fines involved in it at ah, all levels. Yes. And I think at some point it's a little tougher, but a lot of people think it can be officiated. Not everybody, but a lot of people do. So, again, uh you can't grab anyone by the horse collar. Now they're trying to make it where you can't grab them by the hips and do a hip drop tackle, whatever that is. It doesn't even have a name. You just grab the guy by the waist, and you're trying to let your body weight pull him to the ground. What the hell else are you supposed to do? Uh, you can't hit him too hard. You can't hit him high. Uh, you can't hit the quarterback low. Awesome. Make it more difficult on the defense again. I know you love that. More fines will be doled out. Yeah. More plays where a sack on a quarterback is made, a flag is thrown, and the defensive lineman looks up at the referee like, what am I supposed to do? And the rest of us say, I have no idea. Um, Okay. This involves someone from your hometown of Fort Gibson. It Mm. also involves someone from your hometown that played football at OU. David Walker, I know he's a friend of yours, and he's listened Mm. to the show for a while. I, I like to think that... Um, I, I'm a friend of his, actually. Now, he posted this today on his personal Facebook page. I don't know if you've seen this or not. I hadn't before today. So, David, keep him in your thoughts and prayers because he and his wife, they, they lost their youngest son uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And his oldest son named Beckham had a basketball game, a fifth-grade basketball team. They were in a championship over the weekends. And I guess this team's really good, man. And it did a lot for David. It did a lot for older brother just to be back on the basketball court and competing again, if nothing else, just to give a distraction for an hour or so. But the basketball team was dominant over the last three years, 29-1, and going for their third straight championship together in the A-League. This is down in Texas. They were down 11 to start the fourth quarter, and they were down five with 12 seconds left. Now, they got the lead down to two. Beckham, his oldest son, hits a buzzer beater to tie the game and go into overtime. And the game was featured on SportsCenter this weekend. And it told wow. the story of his youngest brother and, and, and what had happened recently. And 
Um, he point Beckham pointed up at the at the sky to honor his brother after he hit the buzzer beater. I had no idea that that was on Sports Center, but I what, didn't a, what an incredible story! Yeah, if you'd like to go check this out, this is on David Walker's personal Facebook page. But yeah, that, that family's been through it here the past couple of weeks. He is, I don't, he's about as good of a guy as it gets out there. So thoughts and prayers to his family. But that's a really cool story that that, that happened this weekend. Oh, that's an amazing story. D-Walk, yeah, he um, you know, grew up together in Fort Gibson. He came, he walked on to Oklahoma, uh, played some offensive line, uh, comes from a, a, a long line of teachers and coaches. His dad was uh, a great coach, a great athlete, uh, just an unbelievable family. I hated the the horrible news, but that that is awesome, and we're praying for you and thinking about you, D. Walk. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I've got a couple of more. Uh, Jackson Dart, you heard me talk about it during Locked In, but he inks an NIL deal with a private jet company, so he gets oh. an undisclosed amount of private jet hours. Amazing. Luckiest guy ever. Yes. That is amazing. That's like that's the best deal nil deal you could ever sign. Right there. His head coach is going to be trying to steal that one. No, he likes to be on doubt. the West Coast so much. Other one I have. We talked last week that the OU Texas spread opened at ten and a half on FanDuel. It's now down to nine and a half. So the trend continues where a line comes out for OU next year, and we say, "Huh, that's interesting." And I don't know if our listeners and texters are immediately going to these sites and betting on it. But here's just another line like the over-under that gets bet down here, or I guess even bet up with the win total pretty quickly. By the, I, well, I guess I can't guarantee anything, but I would be shocked by the time that football game is played that it is not two and a half or lower, one way or the other. And I don't know who will be favored, but that is, that's probably the most value. I still believe. These things that are coming out on Oklahoma, these these bets are you cannot get this type of value hardly ever yep. in college football. I, I've got another good one for you that just came out uh, coming up next segment. But the only way that that line is nine and a half at kickoff is if Braden Willis is playing quarterback again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm it. saying is like you never know, but I uh, you just you just can't get that value. That's that's uh, you be jumping all over. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. We'll come back, wrap up hour number two here from the lofts at Valencia. This is the ref sports radio network. There are trucks. Then there's the truck GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior. And of course the available world's first six function multi pro tailgate GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come take a test drive today and see for yourself. We are professional-grade GMC. The Showplace Theater is the best place for live music. And with some of the best acts around. Ryan Bingham with the Texas Gentleman, April 19th. Kip Moore, April 20th. Chelsea Handler, May 3rd. I was with my brother the other day, and I said, why are you even a parent? I said, you're not very good at it. And Brantley Gilbert, May 10th. Riverwind, the Metro's best casino experience.
Introducing the Oklahoma Breast Center, a beacon of hope in the fight against breast cancer. With the guidance of Dr. Denise Rabel, our team of breast cancer specialists delivers the most advanced treatments for your best possible outcome. From the way of my dreams. In fact, school gave me lots of opportunities I wouldn't have had otherwise with my career. Please stay in school and try your best. You never know where a good education might take you. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. Yeah, if you jumped on it early, you could have gotten OU over six and a half wins. It got bet up quickly within 24 hours to seven and a half where it currently sits, which is still a really good deal. I think a really good number. But it was at six and a half when it opened up. Uh, What did we find yesterday? OU plus 5,000 to win the SEC. Um, OU a 10.5-point underdog to Texas. That was last week. And then now today, OU plus 1,000 to reach the college football playoff. 12 teams Hmm. will reportedly make the college football playoff this year. And if OU is one of 12, you can get plus 1,000 odds for them to get there. So I would just tell anybody this. If you're pretty high on OU this year, if you think they're going to be pretty good, and you've got some cash to spare, I might be pretty aggressive putting number, uh, putting money on some of these numbers here, especially this plus 1,000 to reach the playoff. That's a, that's yeah. a heck of a deal. Yeah, um, it is. I, hmm, I'm just thinking, I, plus, you said plus 1,000? Plus 1,000. So what is that? You put a $100 bet down, I guess if we're eliminating the juice here. Uh, you get a thousand dollars on a one hundred dollar bet, correct? That's it. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's interesting. Um, do you think they forgot that there's tw- a twelve team playoff? <laughs> I, no, I don't. Because what was uh, I'm going to read you off some of these other uh, numbers that I found here. So Georgia is at minus nine hundred to make the twelve team playoff. That means you've got to bet $900 to win $100. So, like, not that OU and Georgia are necessarily on the same level right now, but you'd have to bet $900 to make $100 if Georgia makes the playoff. If you bet $100 on OU, you win 1000 Georgia might have to lose four games to not make the playoff. Well, maybe. You know? Texas is at minus 500. Yeah, Texas. Whew. I mean, that's a – jot that one down and send that to me. Kansas State minus 200. Utah minus 110 because of the automatic bids that go out. Right. OU uh, at plus 1,000, that is – like Iowa State is at plus 700. Texas Tech is at plus 550. Like All these other schools have any of these other conferences. Iowa is plus 700. You get better odds on OU than Iowa – to make the playoff this year. This might be the best number I found, betting-wise, so far. What quarterback went to Iowa? What tra- who transferred there? Oh, God, does it matter? Uh, it, it's, it's, a, it was a, it's a pretty good quarterback. It's the best quarterback they've had in a while. I can't, the Michigan quarterback transferred there before last year. I, why am I blanking on 
who Iowa got in the transfer portal. They got someone went there, right? I'm not crazy. I, I again, maybe I, I would just ask <laughs> if it matters. Right? No, it does not matter. No, no. Um, wow. I guess it could matter. I don't know what their their schedule looks like, but I I like those odds plus a thousand for Oklahoma to be one of the twelve playoff teams at the end of the year. Man, I'm I'm just. You win I, ten I, times I, your money if OU is just one of the twelve best. And, and I know there's like automatic bids there, but you know what I'm saying. You win right. ten times your money if OU is one of the twelve team best twelve teams out there. Now, this goes back to what we said previously is the value betting-wise that's out there right now on OU, I don't know if it's ever been out there before. For OU to get 10 times your money for finishing in the top 12, yeah, I don't think that that's ever been a thing before. Man. Yeah. It's wild. And, you know, I, you ha- they have to remember or I know that, like we're not really in the spot to be talking about it right now. And I understand that, but I it, it, it's not a guarantee that Oklahoma can't win an automatic qualifier, okay? It's, it's not automatic that they can't go win the SEC. Someone's going to do it, all right? And it's a long season. A lot of things can happen. I mean, I, I wouldn't place my money on that, but plus 1,000 to make the 12-team playoff? I feel pretty good about that one. Yeah. All right. Quick timeout, more from the rush coming up. Final hour next here at the Lofts at Valencia.